0: Listening to the full 10 yards podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, welcome in to the full 10 yards podcast. It is Friday, the 28th of September, heading right into week four. Obviously, Thursday night football has just happened. What a game it was! And to obviously are going to bring in our co-host Lee Wakefield and we're going to go through all of your week four Sunday games and your Monday night football as well, giving you all the stats, all the start sits and all the betting lines uh, for those games. Lee, we welcome you in. How's your week been? Yeah, very good, thank
1: you. Yeah, it's been a nice week. It's gone quite quickly as well. So glad to be here on Friday evening with you. Uh, start the weekend off right.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Although, yeah, it might be questionable from our from our other halves as to what is uh, the best way to start the weekends, but we shan't we shan't dwell on that too much. Um, but what we will do is we will start on the first night football. What a game this was, Lee Minnesota at LA. Um, again, not a bad prediction from yours truly. Uh, just a, was it a field goal away, I think it was, uh, this time, rather than the one point. But um, yeah, not a bad effort. But what a game it was.
1: Yeah, yeah great game. Really good game. Uh, obviously, Thursday night football is not usually less exciting. You know, this one really served up. Obviously, on paper, beforehand, it looked like a really good game. Um, two big NFC rivals heading uh, off uh, together. Uh, but yeah, it, it truly delivered. It was a shootout. Um, it's kind of what we expected. I think this is what we we sort of said the other day. Earlier on in the week, um, obviously, like you said, you were pretty pretty close. Uh, like you say, three points out. And then for me, I got eighty six points on my in my redraft league just by this game, uh, just alone from that. That was from Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Diggs and uh, and Rudolph. So mm. yeah, that was a good start for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, good, good, uh, good all round, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There were fantasy points absolutely everywhere in this game, and um, it was not exactly a surprise. You know, I, I kind of predicted. Uh, I said to start everyone apart from Dalvin Cook, and even I got that right as well. So um, yeah, pretty pretty much on a roll for Thursday night. If only I, I could uh, reflect that in my in my my bank balance and my wallet. Um, but uh, never, never mind. Never yeah. I had uh, Stefan Diggs any time at a decent price, but that didn't uh, unfortunately go in. Uh, one one stat I did find from this game is five players in this in this game had a hundred yards receiving, which I don't think is is. Often done in many NFL games, um, so I'll have to dig deep into the archives there to see when that was last done. But yeah, five different receivers, obviously uh, Cooks, uh, Woods, and Cup for uh, the LA Rams, and then obviously Diggs and Phelan for Minnesota. So yeah, five five players there, just getting ten fantasy points before we even start the uh, to tack on the the touchdowns as well. Obviously, Todd Gurney as well got involved, uh, and Aldrick Robertson was maybe the uh, surprise name on the score sheet there for Minnesota just to give everyone out there obviously a recap of the Thursday night game, Jared Goff had himself a game and could be an outside bet if he keeps this up for Lee, um, a regular season MVP which is currently 16 to 1 I saw on odds checker which may have gone I don't know if that's an old price maybe before, before the game but he had it was 26 of 33, 465 passing yards and 5 touchdowns, my word, fantasy points everywhere Kirk Cousins on the other side didn't have a too bad a game either, uh, 36 of 50 for 422 yards and the 3 touchdowns, 48 points in the first half of this one Um, so really was a roller coaster a white-knuckle ride Um, but just obviously you know LA coming out with a win there Um, obviously the last drive was that fumble which pretty much sealed it there for the Rams but just shows you why even with Aqib Talib on IR Marcus Peters ended up playing in this one but LA LA, the LA Rams obviously uh, warranted Super Bowl favorites
1: yeah, definitely. Um, it's, like I said, I think I've mentioned it before in the past that, I, that I've had them down as my Super Bowl favourites, and they're showing uh, just to be just that, really. Um, everyone just looks like they're so on it, especially an offence. Uh, Defence, obviously, coming up with big sacks, big time, and Dominic Two coming up with some late ones, and so was Aaron Donald uh, on Kirk Cousins. But yeah, it was just a high quality football game, just in general, really. Obviously, both quarterbacks going over 400 yards. Just everyone was throwing absolute bombs from what I've seen of this game. It just looked like a high quality football game, big catches. Uh, and big throws uh, it's a good defence as well along the way even though it was like relatively high scoring mm.
0: yeah no and i say anyone out there that hasn't seen the highlights just just watch Jared Goff and that that, that Los Angeles Rams offense is absolute poetry in motion um, but yeah, you yeah, know, Minnesota held themselves well, they were always going to show up, I think, after the uh debacle of last week, losing at home to Buffalo. But um, yeah, I don't think really anyone expected the Rams to lose that one. But yeah, great game. Um, if only all Thursday night games could be like that. And also, just a, just a quick shout out to the Rams' uniform as well, that was uh, pretty yeah, hot, pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. snazzy. Then one, those those jerseys as well. Um, but let's move on to Sunday's games then, Lee. Um, so obviously. We're into week four now, quarter, coming up to the quarter pole of the uh, fantasy football season. So let's start off, at Buffalo. Um, you know the aforementioned conquerors of Minnesota Vikings also uh, stay in the NFC North this week, but travel to Green Bay and the Packers. A couple of injury bits here. Uh, Randall Cobb, hamstring injury, uh, seems to be a bit questionable for Sunday. Aaron Rodgers obviously still dinged up, but I think he's been okay at practice this week with the knee injury. And uh, LaShawn McCoy uh, says he should be playing after, obviously, the rib injury that kept him out, I think, of last week's game. So it'd be quite interesting to see how much of an impact he has on the game. But uh, I I think for me, Lee, Buffalo come back down to earth here and, and Green Bay win this one quite comfortably.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you've got to put some respect on the Bills, obviously, now. They've obviously shown that they can pull out a big win from somewhere. Yeah. Obviously, like we said um, last week, obviously, if Shady does come back in and then the Bills lose, then you've got to cut him, as I was suggesting last week, because um, obviously he's the he's the problem. Um, but yeah, it's you know, going to be difficult. It's going to be really difficult. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is is obviously not going to be fully healthy. He's going to be about 70% healthy again. And he's got to do it in front of a defence that obviously caused a really good team some problems last week. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a Packers win, but I think it'll be a little closer than we expect. Um, Obviously, Nice Rodgers is a bit healthier this week, I think it's going to be a bit of an equaliser between the two teams, especially if Buffalo have got some confidence, uh, you know, causing through the veins after last week.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the Green Bay Packers nine point favourites. The over under on there is forty four. Josh Allen's an interesting one to watch here. Not necessarily fantasy football, but just be interested to see how he plays on the back of obviously his performance last week. I know Buffalo had a lot of short fields on the back of their on the back of their defence, but yeah, just just a, maybe one to keep your eye on there. Just Buffalo. I mean, I, I think they revert to type a little bit, but at least it was nice to see Josh Allen. You know, not doing a Nathan Peterman, I, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's Buffalo at Green Bay. Let's move on to maybe one of the high scoring games of the week Cincinnati at Atlanta. Now, this one, this, these lines and total points has moved quite a bit. So, I think at the start of the week, the Cincinnati Bengals were five and a half point dogs, and the over underline was 51 point, uh, 51.5. But now the lines are Cincinnati plus three and a half, and the, the over underline here is 53.5. Um, which I still like the overs in that one. Um, AJ Green obviously has a couple of niggles there on the injury report. He should be go, good to go on Sunday. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, no Devonta Freeman uh, again this week, so Tevin Coleman will take over again. I think Ito Smith as well was on the injury report during the week, so be interesting to see how much of the field he sees. But I, I fancy Cincy, uh, to, to to put it to Atlanta, obviously Atlanta have uh, depleted defence. You know I think two or three of their safeties are, are gone for the season, which is... Which is bad luck on their part, um, but this one, this one should be another one where there's this fantasy points to share among amongst everyone.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. With most of what you said there, to be fair. Yeah, I think this is going to be a uh, relatively high-scoring game. Could be a bit of a shootout again. Jobs I Means high fantasy points for everyone mm. uh, who's putting in their playmakers from both of these squads. I think the difference comes where you see that the build, uh, sorry, the build, the. Bengals are a lot healthier than the banged-up Falcons at the moment, yeah. as you mentioned. I think uh, the Falcons are on their fourth-string safety now, after losing a couple of guys. And I think that's just going to mean a bit of trouble, I think, uh, for the Falcons. Uh, I think that's the difference. Obviously, you mentioned there that AJ Green's sort of pulling through his injury, but then Freeman obviously is still out with his. And I think that's going to be the difference. I think it's going to be the injuries. Before the season kicked off, I would definitely have pegged this as a Falcons win, but uh, yeah, at the moment, I think I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. Uh, for starts and sits, obviously we saw last week that Alvin Kamara had a lot of success against this defence. So I think Gio Bernard could be a decent start. If you've got him in your squad, I would get him in there. Mm. Uh, I think he could cause some problems for the Falcons in this one.
0: Yeah, I've obviously, no, Joe Mixon, he's already been rolled out for the Bengals in this one on Sunday. Also, the Billy Price, the uh, first round draft pick. Was it first round? Yeah, he was. Um, course, yeah. yeah, he's also out on Sunday. So it be, be interesting to see how they... Adjust our offensive line there. Uh, Gio Bernard, I think, is going to be quite a popular one in DFS as well. So he's one I'm going to fade because I know everyone else is going to be on him. Um, he's not. Whilst he's performed quite well, Gio Bernard, he's not. You know, hit the, the ceilings. Uh, you know, of 25, 30 points in in your fantasy team. So I might, he's one I'm, I'll probably sway uh, sway away from in uh, you know in fantasy football. PP full PPRs maybe not, but um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to, to to watch him. I don't really have him in, in any leagues, but I'm um, just waiting for the return of Joe Mixon there, to be to be quite honest. But yeah, loads. Of, obviously, Calvin Ridley had a breakout game last week. Be interesting to see if Julio gets his, obviously the Cincinnati uh, secondary, getting a bit torched in the previous couple of games. So Julio Jones, I think, is going to score a touchdown this week, finally. Uh, Let's move on to the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Detroit obviously embarrassing the New England Patriots on primetime on Sunday Night Football. Dallas themselves getting embarrassed in Seattle, but ever the optimist. I think this is a great bounce back spot for Dallas. I think Dak Prescott's going to get in the end zone, which is a very nice price. And you can find our best bets when we, we talk to Adam Warford later on in the show. But I think Dallas bounce back. Bounce back here. The uh, 3 point, point favorites, Dallas Cowboys. The over/under line here is forty-four points.
1: Uh, I'm gonna have to go the other way. You know, yeah, I, know I think I, know. <laughs> uh, I think the Lions will take this one as well. I think they'll be really buoyed by their win last week. Not really get them started. Um, I think they'll be boosted by that. And I think it'll. I don't think they'll fear Dallas, and I think they'll overcome them. Uh, so let me ask you this: at risk of you know another ramp like we had the other day. Um, is it getting into the last chance saloon now for Dallas? And obviously, given your disregard for Jason Garrett and his coffee hands, would it be a bad thing you know, in the long term if they did keep losing so to get fired? Obviously, you don't want to lose, but obviously, it's something for the great good, perhaps.
0: No. So, for me, the way, the way I see it is Jason Garrett is just the puppet of Jerry Jones, so he's going to stay there as long as Jerry Jones uh, can, can be bothered to keep him. Um, yeah, I've had, had plenty of chat, I had a chat with Nick. Uh, about about this, and he he thinks that they're going to pay Dak Prescott. But I just I don't th- I don't see things changing from what they are at the moment. um You know, unfortunately, we have dinosaurs for coaches. Uh, you know, that are older than John Fox, and just ha- just going to have to deal with it until Jerry Jones gets bored and either leaves leaves Dallas as the GM, which I very much doubt he will do. You know, you got more chance of me going. You know, me doing you know winning the lottery to be quite honest. Um, it's just going to be the way it is, and it's not going to change, despite how many fans or how many people like myself go on Yeah, It's just going to be what it is. I'm going to have the ups and downs, and that's all. That's that's the roller coaster ride that is Dallas Cowboys. You know, pay your ticket, sit on the seat, and ride the roller coaster.
1: Well, if if Nick is right and they do pay him, let's hope that they don't make it a sort of another deal that raises the bar for the quarterbacks. Obviously, yeah. you, you're going to be really overpaying if it is something that sets oh, yeah. like another record. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the the sort of positive of that could be that obviously you keep a sort of middling quarterback on a middling sal- salary and then yeah. you can spread the wealth around your whole squad, which in the long term may yeah. turn out to be you know, a decent strategy if Dak mm. can elevate just a little bit and just, mm. um, you know, he's not a well-beer at the moment, but he's not totally terrible either. Uh, no. No. But yeah, he needs, to, he needs to elevate a little bit. And, you know, like I say, it can work out. That's sort of the blueprint at the moment is to sort of get a... Quarterback on a cheaper deal, and then you can spread the wealth. But maybe you can do that with a sort of uh, sort of middling veteran rather than a, a young uh, guy on a rookie deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's the that's for me. Conan kind of hits an arm on the head there. You know, if you've got, yeah, you know, he's not the worst quarterback, but he's not planned as as, as well as maybe he could. He's yeah, you know, his watermark's still a lot higher than it is. But you know, if we pay him as if he's what he's playing, let's say he plays like he does for the rest of the season, and we pay him at that, that allows us to, to spread it around, and hopefully by that time. You know, Jason Garrett's gone, Scott Linehan's gone, and Rod Marinelli and all the rest of them are gone. Although defense is playing all right, to be fair. Um, and then we actually get some, you know, vertical passing going. Dak Prescott's going to be okay, uh, obviously, apart from the long bomb to Tavern Austin against the Giants. Uh, we haven't done a lot going forwards to, to stretch the field. So if we can get if we can get Dak, Dak Prescott on a on a decent decent enough deal, I don't know what, 20 million, uh, 20 million a year maybe, uh, and then you know at some point maybe get a get a couple more wide receivers that can stretch the field get rid of Alan, Alan Hearns keep Michael Gallup get rid of Cole Beasley get rid of Terence Williams and uh, you know maybe things look up but I'm not going to hold out any hope because uh, it's Jason Garrett it's Jerry Jones so um, with, on, on that I think we should move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: just one last thing that I want to say on that is just for our starts and sits I'll just start yeah. all the wide receivers obviously they've got some quite big weapons have got Tate, Golday Marvin Jones get them in
0: I disagree. Disagree Dallas. Dallas are second in yards per play allowed uh, on the season so far. Dallas have a really good front seven. I know Sean Lee's not going to be there. Um but this could be could be one of those games where Stafford's pocket gets closed quite quickly and has a, a has a really bad game. I'm not saying this you know he's not going to he's definitely going to do that. Obviously Matthew Stafford is is always set the bar for having high high power games and obviously those three wide receivers there can more than get the job done. But I I fancy the Dallas defense. I I do think it'd be an under. Uh, in this one, I don't think it'll be a high scorer. But Zeke, Zeke as well is in a big blow-up spot. He's going to be in all my DFS teams uh, this weekend. So yeah, be interesting to see how that one goes. I think yeah, obviously polarized. I might be just a rose-tinted Dallas fan, but um, we shall see. Uh, we shall see. see. Let's let's move on.
1: The reason on. why I I'm sort of betting against that is because of the, the absence of Sean Lee. I think obviously he's the communicator yeah. and yeah. he's the heartbeat of the defense. I think although. But like you say, it has been playing quite well. You've accumulated some young, young talent on that defense now. I Just mm. think, like without Sean Lee, I think the team might have start to come undone a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, the tackle chart and Jalen Smith and Lane Van Der Vanerish, I think, which should be should be more than more than capable of filling in there. Yeah, they, yeah, they're not a bad, it's not a bad front seven. So we just just have to see. Our, our home advantage. Whilst I'm not gonna take the three points uh, on the handicap, on you know. I'm not saying it could be a close game, so I'll take the three with Detroit. But I, th- I, th- I think Dallas and Dak, Dak and Zeke, going to just run the run the game out uh, and limit limit the the opportunities to Detroit. There. Fair enough. It's just
1: it's just become a little bit of a section of the Dallas Cowboys podcast. So let's move on
0: <laughs> quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's move <laughs> let's move on let's move move on to the other team in Texas, then Houston. uh of traveling to Indianapolis to face the Colts. Uh, Houston Texans are one point underdogs. Forty seven is the over underline here. Not really too much. Uh, I quite like the unders here, although the the Colts secondary could get burned from Deshaun Watson, who seems to be playing himself into the season. Uh, so it could be more uh, another decent game here for um, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. But the Colts defense has, has played tough and have some decent decent young players on their defense. So it could be a low score. I wouldn't be surprised me, um, but it's a game I'm going to leave alone for betting purposes.
1: Yeah, I think you'd be wise to do so. This is pretty tight, I think. I don't think this is going to be super low scoring, but I don't think it's going to be a, a, a barn burner either. I think both teams are going to score probably in the twenties and then Texans will probably shade of it. Shade it. Um, on the face of it, it, probably looks like one that the Texans will see as like a little bit of a tonic for their bad start of the season. Yeah, where they can get up and run in here. Well, the Colts are playing, you know, probably beyond people's expectations as much as the Texans are playing below them, and um, so I think they'll make it pretty uncomfortable for them. And um, so yeah, it could be one where you see a break count for Sean Watson, obviously, you can see Nuke can again going quite big, uh, but I wouldn't bank on it. Um, so they're my best outs and sits, really, uh, for those two, but uh, they're pretty uncertain. I wouldn't, if, yeah. if unless you've got other options, I wouldn't. Yeah,
0: so yeah. if you've
1: got other options, I wouldn't,
0: so Yeah, Houston, not, yeah, not really playing to form, uh, or what is it, everyone is expecting, but yeah, so I've, I've seen a few glimmers from Sean Watson um, over the last couple of weeks. He's, he's starting to ease himself into it, so. Um, I'd expect Houston to come away the win, with the win here. So, you know, being being an underdog, uh, they're probably yeah, one of the underdogs that have the m- most chances of winning. Obviously, signified by the one just the one point there that they're getting. Um, let's move on to a- an AFC clash, massive clash here, uh, which could potentially determine that the division should the result go to the Miami Dolphins. But they travel to New England and Foxborough. A couple of injury news: uh, Rex Burkhead is on IR with the neck injury. So. Except I'm going to ride again. I'm going to be the captain of the Sony Vinchel hype train, uh, and I'm just going to ride it off a cliff if it doesn't come in this weekend. But the Patriots, <laughs> <laughs> Patriots six and a half point favorites. Over underline is 48.
1: Uh, yeah, the the Pals aren't losing this one. Uh, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to drop to that record. I don't think it's happened in the, the Belichick Brady era where they've dropped to one and three. Uh, I can't see happening this time. Um, the Dolphins might be three and zero, oh, but they're. The offence and the defence are both ranked in the 20s overall. Yeah. So I think they're in a position, as we mentioned, with this uh, fairly easy schedule that they've got. Uh, I'll be watching this one closely. Obviously, we mentioned um, Xavier Howard in our last pod. Uh, and I've got into a bit of a discussion with a few people with regards to this wide receiver ranking and things like that. So I'm going to be watching him. Obviously, surely, if he's if he's so great, then he'll be able to shut down the Pats' receivers, which obviously is pretty average. Yeah. Um, and I might do a little article about this for the website actually. So um, if uh, if and we'll see how it goes, and then we'll see if I want to write about this one. Mm.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. Like, remember when you when you fire the website remember to put the 20p in for the meter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to. Uh, Jets at Jaguars. TJ Yelden is questionable with an ankle injury there. I don't think he's likely to play in this one, but that's mainly because Leonard Finette should be uh, available in this one. So New York Jets travelling to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, seven and a half point favourites. The over-under here, very low at 38.5. Yeah, I think I
1: think definitely bet the under. I think this has got a low score written all over it. For the second, well, it is for the second week in, in a row, the Jags. I think this deal be too good for Sam Darnold and they'll try and erase the um, the connection with Quinty and Umler yeah, and make, uh, make Darnold uncomfortable uh, get him to throw to people that he doesn't usually throw to and get him out of his comfort zone mm. um, and then they'll leave it to Blake to beat the Jets uh, which I think he will just about uh, like you say Fournette will be back so I think that'll make it a bit easy for him but I think he is questionable so he's obviously not yeah. fully healthy yeah. no. um, just a little bit of news for me on this one I've got to say I have to start Blake Bob. Oh, dear. Blake Ball. So, I missed some waves in one of my leagues. And the best remaining option was Blake Ball after waves have passed. Yeah. Uh, it's only one week rental because uh, my quarterback, Cam Newton, I'll be back with him after that. So hopefully, Blake can do it for me. Hopefully, it can be a <laughs> playoff play and We can see that explosion. However, I'm not banking on it. But yeah, just yeah. 10, 15 points will do me, Blake.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll see. just to reiterate, Carolina and Washington are the two teams on the bye in week four. Yeah, not really too much for me from a fantasy point in this game. Don't see a lot of points. Uh, and I say over under thirty eight point five. You could quite easily go under that, but uh, I'm going to leave the game alone from a betting perspective. I think. Moving on to probably another low scoring game and a score uh, an over under line of forty one, which I'm quite happy to go under. Is Philadelphia Eagles are three and a half point favorites at Tennessee. Jai should be good to go after what is uh, I think has been discussed as a. a was it a fractured back? I think hairline fracture of the back. Um, so that's obviously why he's missed the last couple of weeks. Alshon Jeffrey obviously returned last week and should uh, should have knocked away some of them cobwebs that he experienced there uh, against the Colts. Alshon Jeffrey not quite sure if he's going to play, although he's been cleared for contact. Still is struggling with an injury, uh, an illness rather. And Darren Sproles, uh, I think, has a hamstring issue, so he won't play. On the Tennessee side, Mariota is expected to start. But Richard Matthews has been released on the Tennessee Titans after being asked to be traded. Um, so I'm not quite sure what kind of went on there. I think it was something to do with his contract and having no guaranteed money. So he thought he thought sod this, I'll get traded. But he's now looking for another team. How do you see this one going, Lee?
1: I've must have made some sort of mistake. Okay. Because I've got this <laughs> down as Eagles versus Skins, and I've just looked it up on the schedule as you've been talking. And obviously you're right. Uh, so my notes are just totally
0: a gobbledygook for this one. So, so if I if I talk, I'll talk about the Philadelphia and Tennessee, and then you you talk about Philadelphia and the Redskins in a hypothetical matchup. Should we go that way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry about that. I, know
1: nah. I must have been reading. I must
0: have been reading something. That's That's all, right. That's all right. I'm, <laughs> li- I'm going to leave it in the podcast. It makes it all, all good for the bloopers at the end of the year. <laughs> no,
1: don't. don't you got you got to cut this out. They don't even play next week. I don't even know where I've got this from. Yeah. I don't know. Um, right. Okay. Never mind. I've just been caught
0: off guard. No, that's uh, fine. I, I can talk. I'll talk. i I'll talk. Philadelphia and Tennessee. Um, yeah. Obviously, Carson Wentz coming back from uh, torn ACL looked looked very rusty last last week, and that offensive line of Philadelphia is not playing the greatest. Um, so, obviously, Philadelphia again like Sean Watson, feeling their way into the season a little bit. They are two and one, so they kind of have that buffer. Uh, to be able to play with. Um, I was hoping at this point they'd be 0 and 3, but, you know, oh well, not meant, not meant to be. On the tennis, Tennessee side, um, I'm calling Mariota um, Mr. Wet, Wet, Wet now because um, of that song. I feel it in my fingers, I feel it in my toes because of all the uh, the nerve stuff that you can't feel. So he, he from now on is called Mr. Wet, Wet, Wet. Um, obviously, they only put six, nine points up on the, uh, on the Jags last week in a field goal game. Uh, I just don't see where the points are coming from this, for this one. The Tennessee Titans defense... It's a bit better than than probably is taken taken for a bit of granted there uh, in 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 the NFL. So I can certainly see this one being a low score as well, and so I wouldn't even be shocked if Tennessee Titans win this one uh, outright. But uh, three point five points on the handicap, I'm quite happy to take. Yeah, no, I think you're
1: right there. I think the Eagles will take this one. Um, I Don't know where to sit with Tennessee at the moment. Obviously, I backed them heavily um, in the preseason. I was all over them. I thought they'd be a really good team, but they've not really thought of back to receive so far. No. Obviously, they're they're two and one. Their record. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They are two and one. Two divisional wins. Yeah, they're two. Those two divisional wins, obviously quite gritty wins, um, quite low scoring games, both of them. But yeah, they they come out there with a win. But um, I expect them to be a bit more explosive. Um, but I do think the champs come away with this one. Um, but yeah, I think you'll be another low scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get Zach Ertz and Dallas Goode and your team again if yeah. you've got them. Um, I think like we said last time, I think. Good, it's going to have a bit of more relevance until Jeffrey's coming back. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, you can get him out of there. But, um, obviously, Eagles still banged up wide receiver wide so get him in there.
0: Yeah, Eagles banged up quite all over the place. Uh, So, do you obviously check the the injury report prior to the game before setting your teams uh, for that one? Um, (coughs) Excuse me, Tampa Bay at Chicago is the next game. It's uh, expected Ryan Fitzpatrick will start despite his uh, Jekyll and Hyde of a performance against Pittsburgh Steelers. Tampa Bay, three-point underdogs on the road to Chicago. Over under here is 46.5.
1: Yeah, I'd go for the over on that one. I think this could be another quite high-scoring game, to be honest. Uh, The books should cover it, though, I think. I think they'll take this one. Uh, The Chicago Bears can't defend the pass, and that seems to be the only thing that the books can do. Obviously, with Fitzmagic throwing it all over, I think he could get another 400 yards in this game, quite conceivably. Um, And obviously, this would be a big shock. Big shock to everyone who... um, Obviously, wrote off the board. We both thought they'd be uh, starting off the season quite poorly. You know, potentially zero and four. They're going to, they're possibly going to start three and one, which is obviously a massive shock. Um, but going back to Chicago, because I'm going to say this again. Uh, I'm probably digging myself a big hole again. But I think for Chicago, they will click at some point. This could be the game, obviously, against a sort of lesser defense. But I think the problem is that Mitchell Trubisky is just not that experienced. Obviously, he only started. 13 games at North Carolina, which obviously uh, everyone will know it's less than a full NFL season. For comparison, obviously, if someone comes in, a young quarterback, comes into the league and they've started for three or four years in college, that's 30 or 40 starts. That's a massive experience mm. in comparison. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the, you know, the it's just going to be a matter of time here for the Bears. But this could be the one. This could be the one. Bears have got the playmakers and Mitchell could bring it together at any point, And this could be the one. But uh, yeah, just on the form, I would just shade the books on this one.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't mind. There's quite a few juicy prices here for any time touchdown scores, and again, we'll probably cover that in the late part of the segment of the podcast. But for me, it's all about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now that Jameis Winston is, is officially allowed to, to play for the team, it'd be interesting to see if he looks over his shoulder and starts to get a bit of the jitters um, and, and has a bad performance, because he's only a bad performance away from being slinged, is uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. So it'd be quite interesting to see how he plays. Uh, obviously, the better, the, better he, the more games that Ryan Fitzpatrick plays this season, the better the Tampa Bay rec, um, Buccaneers' record is going to be come the end of the season. So it'd be just quite interesting to see how he plays. If he plays within a bit more within himself, for, you know, he he had the, the the job for guaranteed for three weeks, so he could throw the the you know he's he's the leading passing in passing yards at the moment at the end of of week three. So it'll be interesting to see if he just dials that back a little bit uh, just because of the the Jameis Winston shadow, and, and again, it'd just be quite interesting to see whether, you know, how, how much they are, they want, they, maybe maybe they want to put Jameis Winston back in, you know, do they rely, are they going to rely on him, is he going to be the man, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Dirk Carr plays plays that card. Um, let's move on, this, uh Cleveland at Oakland, uh, not more, not one of the more fancier games of the weekend, but Cleveland this obviously, obviously of the back of the win there on Thursday night football against the Jets, travel to Oakland, Two and a half point underdogs, and the over underline here is forty five. Do does Baker obviously Baker Mayfield is starting? Does he get the win here in Oakland?
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> he's oh, got it's this. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him in his first start. Um, I think he's going to win. I think that he's going to bring the good times to Cleveland. Um, in the next few years, um, he looked great at bringing them back from the dead against the Jets last week. After he came in. Um, so he's had a long week to prepare, uh, I'd love to see him put the, Ra- uh, the Raiders to the sword, uh, leave them at 0-4, uh, hopefully now the offense can match the defense, this one, obviously Cleveland's defense has been pretty good, um, you know, in every game that they've played, uh, so hopefully now that Baker's in there, they'll match that, and I think they'll be looking upwards, you know, they'll be trending upwards, but get Baker in your fantasy team, get Landry in your fantasy team, get David mm. and Joker in your fantasy team, and just watch the Raiders crumble, mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one, one for the sleeper is uh, Rashard Higgins. Obviously, uh, listened to an yeah. interview yeah. about saying that he's got the uh, he's got the chemistry of Rashard Higgins. Um, so yeah, it'd be conscious and to see that that chemistry. There. Obviously, everyone's dashing to go and get Antonio Callaway the uh, the draft pick from twenty eighteen. So but, yeah, I, I think Rashard Higgins maybe may, might be the play there. But he burnt me last season. So but yeah, be interesting to see a couple of storylines there coming out of that game. So. Um, yeah, hopefully hoping for a Cleveland win there as well. Obviously, I have Oakland's under eight and a half wins on the season, which is going quite well at the moment. So let's move on to the NFC West game. Seattle Seahawks at Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Se- Seattle three-point road favourites. Over under here, 39. could be another mon- uh, Could be another, you know, stink bomb of a game. Doug Baldwin seems to be, uh, according to Pete Carroll, will be ready for Sunday's game, which scares me a little bit that they're rushing him back, maybe slightly a little bit. But on the Arizona side of the ball, Josh Rosen will be starting at uh, quarterback. Uh,
1: yeah, no, um, my fan- my dynasty team definitely need Doug to come back. I'm quite happy that he's been rushed back. My wide receiver option has been pretty horrible recently. Uh, so I'm quite glad that Doug's working his way back to fitness. Um, but yeah, just on this game as a whole, obviously I've just got really excited about Baker Mayfield. I couldn't be less excited about this game. To see a few? what a horrible game. Uh, I think the Seahawks will win just because the cards are awful. Um, I honestly think it's going to be interesting obviously to see Josh Rosen start, uh, but it's going to be quite scary as well behind that offensive line I really do fear for him a little bit. Um, Obviously, I'm a big college football fan. I honestly think that Alabama, being the number one college team in the nation, I honestly think they could beat the Cards at the moment. I just don't think the Cards are very good. Mm. Uh, but at least Cardinals fans can look forward to Nick Bosa coming in with the number one pick <laughs> next year. That'll be exciting. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I think Wilson have a big game. I think he'll, he'll throw for a few hundred, and he might even get a healthy rushing total as well. I think uh, even though the Seahawks are a great team, um, yeah, I think they could really have their own way with the, the Cards there. So get Wilson in, get the Seahawks D in as well. Yeah, and love uh, yeah,
0: maybe maybe tackle as well. Mm. Yeah, I love Seahawks D this week. Them and the Packers defenses I I quite I quite like uh, Cowboys as well. But um, I know you're not going to agree with me on that. So let's move on. Um, one <laughs> of the more exciting games that I'm looking forward to: New Orleans at New York Giants. Giants three and a half point home underdogs. Uh, over under is here is fifty one point five. I think this one's going to be a shootout. So pretty much start everyone in this game for me. Evan Ingram obviously out with the MCL sprain. Um, so don't start Brett Ellison. Whatever you're doing, uh, Ben Watson, I think is is a great shout for this weekend. Uh, so in for your DFS or your streamers. Uh, the one bit of injury news: Olivia Vernon out for the Giants' defense. Obviously Ingram on the on a tight end there on the offense. So you should you should see a lot of a lot of players getting a lot of points here. Odell, Odell Beckham should uh, should have a decent game. Yeah, I
1: think you're excited about this one because obviously you think the Saints will beat your divisional rivals. No, no, I'm just excited for the game. Just really thinking. Yeah, no, no, I think it'll be a good game as well. I think, mm-hmm. like you say, I think you're right in what you say, it will be a bit of a shootout, I think. Yeah. Uh, until the Saints' D shows us that they can play like they did last year, I think yeah. the, the Saints are just going to have to blast everyone away with mm-hmm. scoring as many points as they can. Yeah, uh, Which obviously they're well capable so, as we saw last week. But if the Saints can come through that uh, game, Uh, Against uh, Atlanta in overtime. I think they can take this against the Giants. Uh, Especially, like you say, with Evan Ingram missing, I think Eli Apple's missing as well, just to mention that one. Yeah, as
0: well. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that
1: say Olivia Vernon as well. Mm. Um, So, yeah, there's a bit banged up there in, in New York. So maybe I think the Saints might take this. Relatively
0: comfortably and quite a high scorer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's one particular bit I like on here, again, which will we'll, I'll tease for the uh, for the end of the show with, with Adam, but it involves Eli Manning, so uh, stay tuned for, the, for that one. But I just think, yeah, points everywhere. Get on the overs on the total points. 51 and a half would be well over that. Um, let's move on to maybe one of the more easier games to predict, perhaps. Um, a Jimmy garoppolo San Francisco 49ers travelled to L.A., to play the Chargers at, air quotes, home. 10-point favourites here for the Chargers. Under, over. <laughs> bringing the heat. I'm bringing the heat. I ignore that. I ignore that. Over, <laughs> over under here. 46 uh, points is the line. Easy win for the Chargers, this one?
1: Uh, yeah, it should be, shouldn't it, really? It shouldn't be really even close. Obviously, no Garoppolo for San Francisco. No Sherman. Jerry McKinnon's been missing for a while. It yeah. feels like San Francisco's preseason blueprint has kind of fallen apart bit by bit, which is quite unfortunate, because obviously they're yeah. quite a quite a trendy off season pick um for quite a lot of people. However, obviously they've still got Dante Pettis, Matt Brader, and they've still got Kyle Shanahan calling the place. So LA have got to approach this with some caution. Yeah. Uh, they could cause some damage. It's not, not sort of a a lame duck sitting in the you know, sitting in the water waiting to be taken out. Uh, but I think we'll see this as a bit of a bounce back game. Obviously, we we lost last week. Um, obviously, we've got up or down. We've got to be thinking that we're the favourites here. And I'd, I'd like to see as a fan. I'd like to see a complete performance. To be honest with you. Uh, obviously, we beat the Bills, but um, you know we sort of took our foot off the gas in the second half. I'd like to see us sort of put someone away that we really should. To be honest with you.
0: Mm. Yeah, and obviously on the other side of the ball there for for the Chargers, Jerry Bosa. Uh, has come out and said that he's not expecting to come back until after the bye, uh, which is quite interesting. Just a weird weird situation, that one there, but uh, Joe boasts it out for the foreseeable future.
1: Um, yeah, very, very got... disappointing with that. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to Wembley, blow. and I'm not going to put out uh, on seeing him play in the flesh, which I'm personally quite disappointed about, and yeah. obviously quite a lot of people will be as well.
0: Yeah, big blow, that. Big, big, big blow for the uh, Chargers' defence there. Uh, let's move on to Sunday Night Football. Should be a cracker, this one. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, three point favorites are the Steelers at home. Over under here is fifty, which I thought was quite high on, on first uh, on first look because this one could obviously Baltimore's defense. CJ Mosley, I think, is going to be fit for this one. He's been out the last couple of weeks, um, but I know I know you obviously Pittsburgh Steelers defense uh, couldn't defend anyone, um, so could could potentially be a high scorer. But I thought you know if Baltimore maybe slow the game down a little bit and, and restrict Pittsburgh on offense again, which is a which might be a bit unlikely, I, I suppose, but I thought 50 was quite high.
1: Um, I, I think it's going to be quite a high score, actually. I think um, in the same vein that I've just spoke about, the Saints, in the way that they don't really think they can stop anyone and then they've got to blow people out of the water. I think that the Steelers are going to have to start approaching games like that, to be honest. And obviously, they've got the firepower to do that. And the Ravens are going to have to try and keep up with them. Obviously, it's a divisional game between two teams that haven't had the most fluent of starts. They need to kick themselves into life a little bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Pittsburgh will just come through this one. I think it'll probably be a bit wider than the three-point margin that we see on the, the under/over. Mm. I'm not, not sold on Baltimore. I'm not sold neither team, but I'm sold on Baltimore even less. Mm. Um, but I think the Steelers showed on Monday night that obviously they can put up some points and they can score with other high-powered offenses. I don't think uh, the Baltimore offense is that high-powered. So, um, but it can be. Obviously, you know, you've got John Brown, you've got Crabtree, who's still waiting for like a, a big breakout game. Yeah, um, so I think, yeah, if
0: you've got any wide receivers for an E team, get him in. Yeah, yeah, I really love John Brown in this spot against that Pittsburgh That Pittsburgh defense. John Brown's uh, had a stellar start to the season. Um, he, he was in and out of the injury report during the week, uh, therefore, practice, but he should be uh, all good to go. I'm relying on him this week in one of my leagues, so hopefully uh, he can do the bizzo. But then that leaves us with Monday Night Football uh, AFC West crackerjack of a game, Kansas City Chiefs. Four-point favourites travelling to the Denver Broncos at mile high. 54.5 points is the over-under for this one. And just a case, I suppose, of whether Patrick Mahomes can keep on rolling. Next two weeks for Patrick Mahomes is going to be interesting, obviously playing Denver, and then next week uh, playing Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, no, it's a a big test coming up, obviously, these couple of games. big divisional game on Monday Night Football in front of, obviously, the national audience there. Um, But obviously, I've got to say the Chiefs will win, uh, because obviously our side bet, uh, I actually feel quite confident with this one to be honest um, obviously the Chiefs are rolling in they're probably the second best team in football at the moment and uh, yeah the Broncos have been a bit up and down to begin with even though they started 2-1 um, but although I say that so obviously they, they, they are the, probably the second best team to the Rams although their defence is pretty shaky which obviously says quite a lot for the parity of the league at the moment obviously it is a bit of a cliche obviously any given Sunday and all that but I think it does ring true at the moment I do think that anyone can beat anyone um, because obviously, you've got teams that we class as the big teams, we class as the better teams, and uh, the form teams, but they've all got problems, I think, at the moment, apart from the Rams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, at some point, the Mahomes train's going to fall off the rails. Um, be, be quite, Maybe it's a, it's a week too early for that to happen. Maybe that's next week at Jacksonville um but yeah it should be quite an interesting game this one obviously like you say for our for us I bet that we I kind of need the Denver Broncos to win this one I think they'll keep it close um yeah just it' be quite quite an interesting game to, to step for this one um quite an interesting line just the four points that Denver received but i suppose it is quite a, quite a, an advantage that they get there at mile high being obviously in the altitude. Uh, but again, you can probably pretty much start anyone. I've got Demarius Thomas in the league, which I don't think I'm going to play him much this season. But this, if you're not going to play him against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, then you're not going to play him at all, really. Uh, I think Eric Berry's still out with a, with an injury as well. So, yeah, yeah. Is. yeah. is there any, anything else from from Sunday's game that you want you want to bring up? Well,
1: so, I'm just going to add something onto that game, on the Monday night game. Actually, So, obviously, from my point of view, as the Chargers fan, I actually I think I prefer Broncos win to really, because As I. Don't really want KC to get too far ahead.
0: Yeah.
1: we would only be one game back then from, uh, from both teams if we win and then obviously if Denver wins.
0: Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah,
1: like I say, start, start everything Kansas City. Um, everyone that you can. Um, obviously, until they until they show that they're sort of regressing a little bit, you have to just sort of go with the form. Um, and yeah, Royce Freeman may be a bit of a sleeper as well, I would say.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's not really much else for me to say. Just the one... One thing I don't think I mentioned when we go through the games, DFS, Sterling Shepard, I think, is an absolute steal uh, this week. I think with with Evan Ingram out, um, the coverage on Sterling Shepard should be quite favourable. Is it Crawley and someone else whose name escapes me there for, for New Orleans? Um, Sterling Shepard, get him in your lineups as well, especially in PPR. He could have a, have a decent day. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I think that pretty much wraps us up for week four.
1: Yes, yeah, I've got nothing more to add, to be honest with you. I think I've exhausted my knowledge this week.
0: Yeah, you you keep working on the uh, Tennessee. No, not Tennessee. Was it <laughs> Washington? The Washington game. Oh, yeah. You might you might have to pay me to take that out. By the way, I might get in. <laughs> oh, man, that was
1: so bad. When you when you <laughs> when you said it, I was a shot, yeah. Scrambling, yeah. checking the schedule, making sure that you got it right.
0: <laughs> just, just to just to peel back the curtain for for our listeners. So before the podcast, we were say, we we were, we were saying about or at least to me that. We're go, going through the rundown. My, my list that I go through, he matched my match, never matches his. And you um, know, obviously, I, I said mention about oh, one one you're day you, you're getting a flop, you're getting a flap because I'll I'll say a match and then you can't find it, and then like, lo and behold, <laughs> you can't find Tennessee, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Oh well. Okay. On that note, um, we're going to go and talk to Adam Morford of Touchdown Tips and get his, uh, his and our, my tips for the weekend. But, Lee, uh, we'll be back with you on Tuesday to recap all of these games. Yes, looking forward to
1: it, and hopefully we'll get the right games this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cool, Yeah, right. have a good weekend.
0: Yeah, football. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the best for your teams, and uh, we'll, chat, we'll chat with you Thursday. Uh, Tuesday, sorry, yes, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday's <laughs> just stumbled. to stumble now. Yeah, <laughs> let's, just, let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> let's end it there. Okay, cool. Speak soon. See you. Bye-bye. Okay, it's that time of the week where we try and win some quiche, and Adam once again from Touchdown Tips joins us. And after a bit of a debacle of a uh, week two, week three didn't get too much better, but um, at least you managed to to kind of break even on, on the uh, on the best bets. So hopefully this week, uh, you know, the NFL kind of returns to normal. Obviously Minnesota with the big upset there from Buffalo, um, but generally in the, in the way of bets, not not a great weekend.
2: No, like you say, the Vikings result. Was well, is the epitome of the weekend. Really, everything yeah. kind of went wrong after that. So yeah, yeah fingers crossed. Yeah. As you say, I won on the uh, table pointers treble last week, which was nice. Yeah, about a seven to one, but that was pretty much the only winner I had all weekend.
0: Yeah, <laughs> frankly. absolutely. Yeah, I mean we're still in profit collectively over the three weeks, so that's obviously uh, good news. But hopefully we can uh, put some more some more money in the war chest, chest as it were, uh, with the week four bets. I've got all my DFS teams lined up, so I'll be shortly doing that after the uh, after this segment of the podcast. But let's uh, let's let's kick it off. Obviously, last week, obviously we, uh, I certainly kept up the uh, the winning naps. So every every nap I've given for the first few weeks is one, but obviously yours came in as well. Matt Ryan over one and a half pass, passing touchdowns was absolute steal at four to six. So let's hope that uh, we can continue that on into week four. So let's uh, start off as we always do with the money line. Uh, Akka, who have you gone for this week, Lee? Uh, Adam?
2: uh pretty much just the favorites unfortunately I've gone Jaguars um against the Jets Pats uh Chargers Green Bay and the Eagles the Eagles is a bit risky mm. against the Titans but um I honestly I wanted to stay as safe as I could I know that's not really worked over the first few weeks but yeah. um I mean that five fold only works out about 4 to 1
0: yeah yeah but, it's, it's a couple of shorties this week um the one the ones that I've gone for um, cover your ears on the first election. I've gone for Dallas, uh, New England, the Chargers, Philadelphia, and Seattle. Just a shade, very much just a shade under six to one there with uh, with Marathon Bet. So um, they're they're the ones that I've gone for. I think um, a couple of those teams are in a b- big bounce backs, uh, big bounce back spots. And I don't think the Titans will. I think Philly will, will scrape another win there uh, away to Tennessee. Maybe in another, another low score up, but we'll get to total points in a bit. Okay. So who who are the three handicap? Um, teams you've gone for this week?
2: Um, you won't be surprised to know I've gone for the Lions plus oh, three. It's no, at, no. at Dallas. Uh, the Colts minus <laughs> one at home to the Texans and Pittsburgh minus three on the uh, Sunday night game um, at home to the Ravens. Yeah,
0: you love, you just love hating on Dallas, don't you?
2: I'm I'm a little <laughs> bit worried about it this week because everyone's hating on Dallas,
0: mm, no, and it's one Dallas
2: of those week. that. Dallas win. If everyone's on it, surely something's wrong.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like the three point. Obviously, the uh, the plus three, you you get the field goal push. Uh, if Dallas decides to win the game. But yeah, I think Dallas are in a big bounce-back spot there. Come down. I think Detroit is still celebrating that win uh, over New England. So Chargers should win quite comfortably. New England should bounce back after being humiliated against the Detroit Lions. And like I say, Philly should scrape another one there away from home as Carson Wentz eases his way back in. And Seattle should take care of business over there in Arizona. Arizona, one of the poorest teams in the NFL, uh, who might even struggle to... To be a college team is the way the way they're playing. It may be, be interesting to see, obviously. Uh, I think Seattle are a great DFS play for defence. Uh, Josh Rosen, obviously, making his first start in the NFL. Never a good recipe for a team to win, especially uh, in an offence as inept as uh, Arizona are. So there are my five there, just under six to one. Um, my handicaps, um, I've gone for um, Baltimore plus three and a half. I think that they can keep it close against Pittsburgh. Uh, Green Bay minus nine, uh, which is a big, big, big line, obviously, considering how Buffalo played last week. But again, I think they come back down to earth this week. Um, nine points, I'm probably going to cover. I think the Green Bay will cover that one quite comfortably. Josh Allen might might show his true colours. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is getting healthier by the week, so hopefully he doesn't come out of the game. Obviously, that's the worry about those kind of games. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers comes out, that minus nine, looks like an absolute mountain, and um, usually becomes plus nine, really, when Deshaun Kaiser steps in. And then finally, I've gone for New England to put up a, a big score against Miami. I think they could put fifty on Miami uh, in response to their loss on Sunday Night Football last week. So to take minus uh, six and a half, I think they'll win by more than a touchdown. I think they get back, they get right on track here, um, and that's just over five to one with uh, Bet Three Six
2: Five. Fair enough. I've obviously gone against you with the um, Ravens versus Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, my opinion on that is it's Big Ben at home.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've
2: been putting up points against some bad teams and they've been playing some really high uh high-powered offenses yeah. i don't think the ravens will be able to keep up mm. if big ben does yeah. his stuff mm. um so yeah my uh my treble let's say lions plus three colts minus one pittsburgh minus three was just under seven to one mm. on both three six five
0: yeah interesting to see which one that way that one goes obviously with the uh, baltimore pittsburgh there yeah i just think baltimore have had a good enough offense there pittsburgh couldn't can't can't, can't defend anything um I, th- I think it'll be a shootout. So, yeah, whilst it could be a blowout for, for Pittsburgh, I think I think it's um, three and a half I'm quite happy take. So, yeah, it be interesting to see who wins that kind of battle there. OK, let's move on to total points then. Adam, who have you gone for for the points?
2: Yeah, um, unsurprisingly, again, I've gone uh, under on the Dallas Cowboys, under 44. Oh, you're, such um, a, you're
0: such a hater. Do you, do you just not want me to enjoy my life? Is that what it is? It
2: seems like it, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. No, you've got to be realistic about these things. No, I, um, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys, I think they're 6-0 and on the Unders in the last six games.
0: Sounds about
2: right. Um, yeah. Detroit are an over team, but if the Cowboys get their own way, there's going to be very few series of play in this game and that'll slow everything down. So I think 44 yeah. is actually quite yeah. a high line for that game. Yeah. Um, gone under on the Eagles versus Tennessee. Uh, Mariota with his arm injury or elbow injury, still can't feel his fingers properly. Oh, Uh, Adam, Adam,
0: I'll stop you there, um, what I've said to Lee just on the earlier part of this podcast, I'm going to start calling uh, Marcus Mariota Mr. Wet, 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 I don't know if you get that reference, (laughs) Uh, do you get the reference, no, no, okay, so they had a song called Love Is All Around Me, yeah, do you know how that starts, uh go, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there feel is. It in my fingers, yeah, feeling yeah. in my toes. Yeah, love it. So, yeah, he's, he's now known as Mr. Wet, Wet, Wet on this podcast. But, yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, hang on, where do you want me to go from?
0: Um, yeah, so, Philadelphia under Philadelphia Tennessee.
2: Yeah, just restart that.
0: Oh, no, no, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's a, as you yeah. will.
2: So, yeah, Philadelphia versus Tennessee under 41 points. Um, the Tennessee defense has actually been very good. They've been uh, yeah. keeping things tight, and yeah. the offence stinks. So I can't see too many points in that one, especially with Wentz in his second game back. Yeah. And then slightly riskier one, under 51.5 in the Saints versus Giants game.
0: Ooh.
2: Um, they've had some massive games between them, but most of them have been in the Dome in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, this is the first game this season where the Saints are outside, and it's going to be a different game to what they've been used to playing in the last three weeks.
0: Oh, interesting. interesting. Let's oh, say... On. Bit riskier. Yeah, yeah, I've gone over in that game, over 51 and a half. I just think this is going to be an absolute shootout. Um, New York Giants will, will put up a lot of points. Really like Sterling Shepherds uh, this week for DFS. And yeah, I just think New Orleans can't, can't stop anyone. And could be, yeah, over 51. I'm quite happy to take that I'll take over 55, if I'm honest. Um, I agree with you in the uh, under Philadelphia-Tennessee game. I can't see where the points are coming from there. And like I say, I think Tennessee are more more under the radar defences and keep things a lot tighter and don't get a lot of credit. And Mariota's not going to do much on the offence side of the ball. So I'm quite happy to take the under 41.5 there. The other one I've gone for is over. Uh, over fifty-one, I actually went over fifty-one and a half. Cincinnati and Atlanta. Uh, the time I I looked at the bet, but it's now over fifty-three and a half. Uh, that game and the, the the handicap lines changed. I think, because you know that as well from from what I saw on social media. Um, yeah. Quite an interesting one that. But I still think over fifty-one and a half in a dome. Cincinnati will be will put up points on this Atlanta, def- Atlanta defense, and then Atlanta. Uh, Cincinnati's secondary I don't think of I think they've been torched quite a lot this year. So Julio Jones I expect to to have a decent game as well, and obviously Calvin Ridley with his breakout. So I see a lot of points over there. Over fifty one and a half again, I'll take over fifty five in that game. But um that treble there, four and a half just over four and a half to one with, uh, with Skybet.
2: Yeah, mine was uh, seven to one for yeah. um the three of them. Yeah. Nice. On about three six five. Yeah, the the Bengals game, obviously I'm a Bengals fan. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because William Jackson is one of the better corners in the league, mm. and so I want to see how he's going to do against Julio. Yeah, it probably does mean that Ridley on the other side will get a lot because um, Draco Patrick. No, yeah, Draco Patrick hasn't hasn't really impressed this season, so mm. I think Ridley could get a fair bit of the ball. Mm.
0: Yeah, be interesting to see it. But I certainly see a lot of points in that one there in the dome. Okay, let's move on to the anytime touchdown scorers then. So I'll kick us off. So I've actually gone for a five-fold here. I'm getting a bit greedy, but I'm recommending four-folds and five-folds for one, one-unit one stakes. Uh, I've gone for Zeke Elliott against Detroit. Um, you can actually get him at near-evens with some firms. Uh, but I think for the purposes of the accumulator, it was with, an, with another firm. I'm um, going to ride the Sony Michelle, uh, Michelle train again against Ooh. Miami. I know I'm double-dipping going back into the fire. Yeah. Going back in. If he's not going to score this week, I don't think he's going to score all season. You know, Rick Burkhead's on IR now, so it's literally just him in the backfield to rush in the ball. Obviously, James White is the primary pass catcher. Uh, I can see New England going out to a lead and giving Sony Michel a lot of reps. Uh, if they did over on an under on total number of snaps, I'd go over on Sonny Michelle, but alas, they don't. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to score against New Orleans. Um, I've actually gone Keenan Allen uh, against San Francisco but I'm not quite sure about that one obviously he's questionable obviously we said you said before the podcast he is questionable with a what was it a, a knee and tooth injury
2: knee slash tooth somehow <laughs> so he's knee yeah. he's knee himself yeah yeah Knee himself in the, yeah. Face. Yeah, himself in the mm-hmm. face but yeah. given the fact that it's happened in training this week just seems a very peculiar uh, thing to have happened
0: mm. Yeah, and the final one, Julio. I've gone for Julio against Cincinnati, so obviously you're not, you're probably aren't the biggest fan of that. But um yeah, I might I might adjust the Keen and Allen one there and just go for the fourfold. Um I'll, I'll po- we'll post these up on social media to, to see what we go with. But the fivefold was twenty six just under twenty seven to one. Um for those. Nice. But um yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see with that. Um keep your eyes peeled. Who've you, who've you gone for any time? Uh how many
2: touchdowns has Julio scored in the last like two three, seasons?
0: Three, four. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, so you're, you're counting on the fact he's over yeah, overdue, overdue,
0: <laughs> overdue. He's he's in yeah. he's in my fantasy. I mean, it must win must win game in my home league fantasy. He's my wide receiver, so he, he's going to put it through. I'm I'm optimistic.
2: No, oh, he's a player I can never ever draft in fantasy uh, just because he, he has one game where he'll score thirty yards and then he'll get three hundred in the next game. Drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah. Um, much like you, I've gone with Zeke as uh, the first one of my treble um on it's Ladbrokes books who were doing 10 to 11 yeah. again I, if if i get nearly even on zeke i'm taking it every every week
0: did you um, did you know gone, did you know sorry, that gone. zeke um zeke has the highest rushing yards rushing yards per carry of his career this season despite the troubles of Dallas
2: i, I did not but i things, things like 5.7 yeah that seems 7. weird cuz you think teams have just stuck the box against him
0: yeah still i think it's 5.7 yards per carry First three games of the season. Oh, nice. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, going. You were saying Zeke. Zeke's first one.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah, Zeke first one. Uh, one from the New England game, but I went with Gronk again. Getting above evens for Gronk, I'm going to take it. Yep. Um, he's five to four on uh, Lad books. Yeah. Sorry. And then my third, slightly bigger odds um, against a very weak defense, uh, Trey Burton mm. for the Browns. Mm. Uh, he's nineteen to ten, so nearly two.
0: Nearly two. Two to one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, like um, and
2: that worked out at just over thirteen to one for the treble okay. on Ladbrokes.
0: Mm, yeah, like it, like it a lot. Um, yeah, okay. So, have you got any uh, any big price, big price, any time touchdown scores for the weekend? Uh,
2: knocked out a few earlier. Yeah, Martavis Bryant for the Raiders. Um, the way it's been so far, it's been really weird watching the Raiders. They had obviously Jared Cook week one, Amari Cooper week two. Uh, last week was Jordy Nelson, so I figure Martavis Bryant's the only. One that they haven't focused on yet. Mm,
0: yes.
2: Mm. Um, and getting nine to two. He's nine two in quite a few places mm. um, to score any time. Yeah. Uh, I've got Antonio Callaway for the Browns, eleven to four, at the moment. He was probably um, one of Baker's Baker Mayfield's favorite targets in the um, twos. So I think now that Mayfield's in charge, I think he'll look for him for quite a lot of a uh, lot of the ball. Mm. Um, OJ Howard is three to one. Against the Bra- the Bears, nice. and as I said earlier, the Tampa Tampa are very high scoring. So I think getting three to one for um, a guy who seems to be breaking out is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got a few a few, a few others, but uh, nothing i am as confident on. I'm mm-hmm. most confident on them three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I missed out on um, Cameron Brait on, on Monday Night Football. He was 8-1 to any time. Um, mm, but I looked nice. at his... Um, it was the kind of game I thought he might score in, um, just as I didn't know what the prices were, so I had a quick look. But then I looked at the snap count, uh, snap count the percentage, and it was really, really low, so it kind of put me off. So I missed the boat on that one. But the four, the four I've gone for this week, I've gone Dak Prescott, 130 uh, versus Troy. I think he's going to do a lot with his legs uh, this week on uh, come Sunday. So I thought that was quite a good price. The other, the other one there, Jeff Swain, I think, starting to become the tight end. Uh, well, yeah, you know, we don't have a passing attack, but Jeff Swain was maybe one to just keep an eye. I'm not going to have a bet on or, or put in any leagues, but just keep your eye on that one. Tyler Eifert, eleven to four versus Atlanta. Again, could be a shootout. Tyler Eifert's been a clean bill of health for the first couple of weeks, so quite like the price there, eleven to four. I had him down. <laughs> Uh, Mike Siki, uh, Miami Dolphins versus New England, five to one. Uh, AJ Darby, the uh, the first tight end there is is I think is out with the, is, with injury. So Mike Siki, I think you could see getting a lot here. Uh, he's a big guy. He's a big red zone target. Five to one, I thought was a decent price And what could uh, turn out to be a shootout. And then finally, you know, I like doing the defense. So the Chargers defense, I've gone here four to one versus San Francisco. Another one I wouldn't put you off is uh, Seattle, obviously against uh, rookie Josh Rosen. Uh, but yeah, I've gone. I've gone Chargers four to one versus uh, San Francisco and C.J. Beathard there, just because that could be uh, that could be an ugly game there for for San Francisco. But I'm sure that uh, Cole Cole Shanahan will probably scheme it up so that doesn't really kind of happen. Um, but those those are the four I've gone for. there. I quite like the prices there, so I'll have a little dabble on those. Okay, so nice. yeah, I quite like those. I thought that was quite big, at uh, hundred thirty, but. Um, that brings us on to our final couple of bets then, uh, Adam. Naps and next best, what's your nap for week four?
2: I think my nap has got to be, despite my hatred for your team and my disgust for your team, it's got to be Zeke at nearly evens. Zeke at home in 10-11 uh, to 11 against one of the worst Russian defences in the league. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Zeke.
0: Yeah, I'm going to double down there. I've got Zeke anytime uh, as my nap as well. Any 10 to 11 is a. Oh, nice. I would. I would even recommend doing two, two or more, or, th- or even a hat trick. He could have a, a, a big blowout spot here. Um it's not go carried away. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. Dallas Dallas Cowboys are a bit uh, allergic to scoring more than 20 points. Um but Zeke was very unlucky last week, had that obviously that, that catch for a touchdown but you know he stepped out of bounds. And I think there was another one as well where he maybe fumbled trying to go for the going for the uh, go for the glory. So he's certainly due due a big game. This could be a big blow up spot for him. Uh my next best is a bit of a strange one. Uh so cover your ears for this one. Eli Manning over two hundred and forty nine passing yards uh, with Skybet. Two ten to okay. 11, ten to eleven. <laughs> I think it'd be a shootout. Um Drew Brees' line is well over three hundred, so I don't see, you know, the Giants can't run the ball. That's obviously been plain to see for the first three weeks of the season. Um, Zeke, um, Saquon Barkley has not done anything behind that line. New Orleans could quite easily get out to a, a big lead. And Eli Manning could be throwing all, all day. Um, and like I say, that, that New Orleans Saints defence is not all that. So Sterling Shepard, ABJ, uh, and yeah, they, they could get theirs this week. And I'm quite happy to take 200. I thought 249 was a bit low. I'd, I'd probably put it around 275, 280.
2: Yeah, um yeah, like you say, if it's gonna be yeah. a shootout, out the weather seems like it's gonna be fine as well. Obviously that's one thing that yeah. I'm normally worried about with those kind of games, but it looks like mm-hmm. it's clear all night, so I don't see why not. It's it's a very low line. Like there was a couple in the game last night that cousins and Goff were both around mm-hmm. two sixty, which yeah, was yeah. just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, nearly double that.
2: Yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see like get out to that much. Mm-hmm. Um I did um I have noted down Shepherd over fifty and a half. Uh, which obviously relates to your Eli one as well.
0: Oh, is the line fifty and a half. and a half? I couldn't find a line, but I've, um, I tried to make a line. I made it 43 and a half as if I, you know, I, anything, I've got 43 and a half question marks, so anything over there, but yeah, fifty and a half and a half, I think is about right. It might be one to do for receptions. Uh, I know on, on some sites you can do your own, build your bets and do receptions. If you've got Sterling Shepard anywhere, maybe go five, five and a half, six and a half receptions. You'll get a massive price on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I like say so with Angram out um, it, it, he's normally the go-to guy after um, when Engram's out mm. that's it happened mm. a few times last year so it makes sense that he will get a lot of the ball
0: yeah yeah so was that, was that your next best
2: no uh, next best yeah. is um, in a team that we've been slagging off all night is Christian Kirk
0: Dallas Cowboys. For, the Card- <laughs>
2: for the Cardinals <laughs> no not, not this time for once um, Christian Kirk for the Cardinals mm. um, again he he probably would have been running with the twos for a lot of the summer so Josh Rosen knows him, yeah. and generally when these rookie quarterbacks come in or backups come in, they they throw the ball to the people they know. Yeah. Um, Kirk got seventy yards last week off nine receptions, mm. um, and his line this week is set uh, at twenty nine point five.
0: Wow. Wow. Sorry, I
2: was wrong. Last week he got ninety off of mm. seven receptions,
0: mm.
2: and uh, yeah, Skybet have got him over twenty nine point five this week. I like it. And. I know that uh, that's obviously all the lines are down in um, Arizona. Yeah. I yeah. looked at Fitzgerald. He's 50. Mm. 50.5.
0: He's quite up. Um, yeah. He's ha- he's struggling with hamstring as well.
2: Yeah. Mm. So I, like that. I think Kirk that at 29.5 is very low.
0: Yeah. What price is that? 10 to 11?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Skybet. Mm. Um, obviously, Skybet are the only ones yeah. with player lines out at the moment. So mm. we're kind of stuck with uh, options. But mm. for you, six five have
0: some, uh, but not many.
2: Uh, did they? Was yeah. it just the televised ones?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have many up there because I was trying to find Sterling Shepherd. Uh, they had some other stuff on there, but um, Drew Brees and, and uh, OBJ and that. But um, yeah, no, I like that. I'm gonna write that down and I'm gonna get straight on it. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, say so we double down on Zeke there. So that's um, we'll, we'll stick these up on the, on the website and we'll stick these up on social media at Full Ten Yards and uh, at Touchdown Tips, obviously for Adam as well. Uh, they'll be on the website 410yards.com and obviously uh, as you know by now Adam has tdtips.com for all his write-ups there very much recommend that you check those out Adam all the best with your bets this weekend and all your fantasy teams and all your DFS no doubt I'll be in a couple of DFS games with you um, so hopefully I'll beat you in those and we'll we'll do this all again next week
2: yeah you've been kicking my ass on him recently so <laughs> you probably, probably we'll do it again but yeah hopefully this week will go better than last week um, and- I'm already confident on and next best, so yeah, it's about better no, start like than
0: normal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got my DFS teams all set to go, so I'm going to go join those now. And let's say we'll, we'll speak to you next week.
2: Nice one. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on.
0: There you have it. Week four is in the books, all previewed for you. All that's left to do is to crack open a beer, put your feet up and enjoy the action. We'll be back on Tuesday with Lee and we'll be reviewing all the week four action. If you have any start six questions, you can contact us at Full Ten Yard on Twitter. We'll be happy to answer those. Our DMs are open, um, so more than happy for you to interact with us and make you make you win your fantasy league matchups for week four. I'm hoping to go at least one and three in my home league. So wish me the best of luck and we'll say we'll be back next week and listen out for our give our our jersey giveaway where we'll be giving away a free jersey and give you all the details on what you need to do to be in a chance of winning that but thank you so much for listening thank you so much for joining us please check out our other podcasts including our our recent podcast with nick costos of cbs sports hq Um, my man really enjoyed that one very much recommend you give that one a listen that's going to do it for us on the Full 10 Yards podcast this week. We will see you next week. And in the great words of Kevin Cato, it's bye-bye right for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full10Yards. Or email the show, Full10Yards at gmail.com.